0: So I've just got to say, like I, I googled earlier, Bam, um, and I've just come back to the tab, and I have to say, g- Google image searching it has shed no light whatsoever on what the term actually means. Neither it should, really. So vape. <laughs> that we we man, I'm very familiar with, with him and his. Uh, <laughs> his what? Have you?
1: Have you just somehow managed to fucking come onto a bunch of Wee Man and Bam Margera?
0: <laughs> Do you know what? When I was typing it in, that was what I was expecting. But no, it's like slash um, <laughs> There's a picture of a woman wearing a shirt, and like that's it. And you can't see anything, like you know, apart from like the top of her legs. Mm. And there's a guy also doing the same thing, and it's like okay. I've got absolutely no fucking
2: idea what anyone's talking about.
0: No, Neither does anybody. You have to be
3: fucking Scottish, I think, for that. No, you just have to turn up on time and you'll find out what we're fucking talking about. (laughs) No deal.
1: And welcome back to Podcasting as Praxis. I'm David. I am here with Rob. Hello. Jamie. All right. James. Hello. And Alistair.
0: Yeah, if anyone knows what a wee bam is, please write in. <laughs>
3: no, it's a secret. National secret. You not get to know. <laughs> Alistair doesn't get to know these things. No. <laughs>
4: Are they all stored in Fastlane?
3: Is that what's going on? Yeah, we have a national stockpile reserve of wee bams. It's carefully preserved. See, people think it's
1: in Fazlane, but it's actually just down the road, slightly in Coolport. Oh, um, is this just?
3: Is this just
2: someone? Someone just someone mentioned wee Bams and Alistair got confused. Is that what? Is that what's going on? Yes, that's yes. all that's oh, right. Happened, Fair yeah. enough. <laughs> I thought it was like some other. We were doing an episode on like some sort of fucking like tech startup or something. <laughs>
4: <laughs> you are aware that which podcast this is not, right, jeremy <laughs>
3: <laughs> Sorry. I am just I'm now I'm not having a mental image of like we work, but it's we bams. It's like rent a bam, <laughs> essentially. Just... bam. <laughs> oh, pitch that.
1: Right, okay. Um we are gonna do A couple of little news stories, and then on to the main topic, which is going to melt everybody's brains, uh, which is on the concept of the Progressive Alliance, which we touched on a little bit when we spoke about Change UK in the bonus episode, which is out now. Join the Patreon for access.
2: This is another episode about fucking politics, is it?
1: I mean, I've got some bad news for you, Jeremy. Yeah, once again, you know, I don't know how Maybe to tell you the episodes and the pennies finally dropped.
2: It's too fucking <laughs> hot for this bullshit, do you know what I mean? Can we not it's just, we not just talk? Bit. I watched Point Break last night. Can we talk no, about we're not, that? No, no, we're not yeah. doing this. No, no. What no. if I pretend it's a climate catastrophe? <laughs> doing that either rob what have you got for news
4: all right so it's been another week of policy and organizational hilarity from our favorite junk show organization the labor party um they are apparently going to be sacking 90 out of about 400 staff and apparently the party's down to about one month's worth of cash reserves which is why everybody's getting sacked and to replace them they're bringing in a whole bunch of scabs through a recruitment agency to work part-time for them instead
0: oh weird weird doubt uh they've run out of money in a party that was apparently at the end just after Keir Starmer took over had like yeah. millions of pounds in the bank. I think somewhere between 10 oh.
4: and 50 million quid. Yeah, something like that. Um, but it's it's been especially amazing because apparently the new thing, you know, finally we're getting that policy back is that uh, there's yeah, a lab. singular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's the, <laughs> the new focus is on dignity in work and having a 10 quid minimum wage. And it's like, all right then, but if you're sacking your own stuff, that doesn't really sound like something you're very <clears> serious <throat> about.
2: A ten A 10 quid minimum wage would have been an amazing policy in the fucking 90s.
4: Yes. Yep. I mean 15 quid I, th- I think is reasonably agreed that that's like the bare minimum that people should be having to live on.
3: And I should let me just add to this. I am assuming that we're not going to do anything about the fact that you get paid a different minimum wage depending on your age.
0: Oh god no. They fucking hate no, young why people.
3: Why would they mm. do that? I mean, the most amazing thing of this
4: was that uh, apparently uh, um, not at all corrupt man David Evans did an amazing email to the whole staff where he said, well, upper management is not taking a salary cut because we need to attract the talent necessary to run the party. It's just like, <laughs> what?
0: Yeah. Mm. yeah, it, But in very small subtext, it was Run this party into the ground, and they seem to be doing a stellar job of doing that. Didn't I mean, um,
2: uh, didn't his email to the staff complain about someone leaking and damaging yes, the yes. fucking party? Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: Oh, they, were, no. they were angry because they, the staff found out about this through the Guardian, if I recall correctly. Yeah, um, and the union. This is even better part. Instead of hearing yeah. it directly from Big Davy, racism's <laughs> like God intended. Yeah. Well, also the union, the staff union. I had to hear about it from The Guardian, and that's a big no-no. <laughs> like, if you're serious about Labour organising, you're serious about working with unions the way you're meant to be if you have a fucking Labour Party... Then you um, to you're to be meant... kicked
1: out of the Labour Party.
3: <laughs> yeah, right. Like, you're meant to talk to the unions first, and the unions don't tell the members until they have the initial negotiations. Instead, none of that happened. See, so, but as, uh, but again, a policy, like it, a policy it, that would make me vote for the Labour Party would be Dignitas in work. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> is that a management pilk? yeah
4: <laughs> well speaking of management their new uh, director of strategy deborah mattison uh, we talked about her before she's the one who asked focus groups whether uh, to describe politicians as animals and boris was a sheep and starmer was an eagle oh,
2: for <laughs> <sake>. <laughs> yeah that that sounds like a job like just fucking overflowing with dignity doesn't it
3: (laughs) the eagle in question was sam the eagle (laughs) no i i think it's i think it's fair to call him an eagle because he is fucking terminally politically and spiritually bald Mm.
1: hey um
4: but yeah so this came via private eye apparently she did a few other things as well she was employed in the miliband era as well um and oh yeah good that was that
1: was successful
4: when the miliband project of course, didn't quite work out. Her recommendation was Labour has failed on the economics, so what the Labour Party should do is to get a Tory to write the review of Labour's
1: economic policy <laughs> so they can Holy improve.
0: Holy shit.
1: What a, yeah,
0: why don't we no, just no, get... No, out? no, no, no.
1: <laughs> Alistair, it's better. It gets better than that. Oh, no. They were then supposed to take on everything the Tory had said and effectively apologise for getting it wrong.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, that's was her other big policy recommendation, is to, like... Labour should apologise for the missteps in the past, and I genuinely think that's part of the reasons why every time there's a fucking Labour MP anywhere near a camera or a microphone, they just can't f- stop falling over themselves and flagellating. Like, it's amazing. I think that's genuine where this is coming
1: from. Uh, which is I think just that, was, that was during the time um, of Harriet Harman and that, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, but which it's back is why, Yeah, which is why um, they went so hard then on the whole, like, you know, just not opposing things like, sanctions on benefits and shit like that because they had to seem contrite about losing an election for some reason. Yeah, that and appearing
4: serious about the economy and everybody knows that the best way to stimulate an economy is to kick people out of their houses and
1: institute a bedroom tax. Well, it's true. Otherwise, how are those landlords going to buy those properties?
4: It's been a fucking banner week for landlords as well. Jesus Christ. From It came from my London, which is like a London-based news, news website by a journalist called Dan Wiggins. There's new research out that in London alone, there's 30,000 homes sitting empty for at least six months. Mm-hmm. Total value of the assets, of course, because they're empty, is still 15 billion pounds worth of housing. It's just fucking sitting there for...
0: Comrades, comrades. <laughs> Wait. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, it's ridiculous. Can, uh, just sorry. Can Alistair. we expropriate this shit yet, or not? Nah,
3: no, <laughs> Alistair, I missed entirely what you were saying because I just heard the sound of a guillotine going thunk, thunk, <laughs> thunk repeatedly.
1: Sorry. What? What was the figures deal?
4: How many properties? Uh, Thirty thousand empty homes for at least six months. Total value of the assets: fifteen billion pounds worth. Or they're worth £500,000 each. Yeah, that sounds... Yeah, so London. But, I mean, this includes, like, the, the city of London has the highest empty rates of all the London boroughs. So the heart I of London... I thought no homes No, there's, like, a couple thousand people who live do live there in the Barbican and stuff. There, there's got a couple oh. thousand uh, homes. Um, Southwark is number two, with uh, nearly 2,400 empty homes. And then Camden, nearly 1,500. Yeah,
0: fucking Southwark is, like chomping at the bit to try and fucking improve, increase the number of fucking vacancies, the rate at which they're kicking people out of their homes.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's fucking insane because the the, the the latest numbers from uh, Crisis, which is the rough sleeping and homeless charity, is that mm-hmm. there are, give or take, 165,000 people in London living in temporary accommodation, 90,000 of whom are kids. So, like, 30,000 mm. empty homes, If 90,000 are kids, you know, that's this just... Is-
0: this is this is great off the back of uh, like stories of people being functionally made homeless or, or kicked out onto the street by councils for not do, turn, doing things like turning up to yeah no, that's in cities what, like 180 miles that's away That's literally whatever. what I wanted to
4: talk about next, that specific fucking thing. This is disgusting. This is uh, Waltham Forest Council. Anybody want to guess who
0: runs... I already know this. It's Stella Creasy and every single one of her fucking acolytes. Yeah, it is.
4: Ah... Uh... Um, they uh, had to. They felt, at least, that they had to evict a family of five, <laughs> including three young children, from their temporary home because they didn't attend. Hand
0: wringing, fucking coward, cunts.
4: Every single one of them. Because they no, because they were kicked out because they failed to attend a flat viewing in Stoke on Trent because the the father had got like a new set of work commitments. So he just started a new job, and he said, "Wait I for, can't for people
1: who." For, for for you know for for certain people obviously not me who don't know about geography south of the M8 um what what's what's the distance there how far Where, where's is the M8 up here
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so yeah the total
4: distance the total difference between Waltham Forest and Stoke on Trent is uh, 170 miles Oof. so obviously very convenient if you've just accepted a new job uh, in yeah,
0: the um, nice. I'm
2: sure the uh, I'm sure the public transport links are adequate
0: yeah, but isn't that isn't that what they say? Like on your bike, uh, is that why they say that? I don't know.
2: Well, they may or may not be because there was
4: a story out a while ago that uh, apparently there's not enough money to finish the full HS2, so they might not be able to yep. link it all the way up far north as they were originally planning. So ah, no have, one, no one lives up thought, north
2: anyway. Who
3: gives a yeah, fuck? Yeah, like you know what I mean. Like you know, who would have thought the north would need transport links? Like, and who would have thought that when push comes to shove, the one place that wouldn't get the transport links would be the north? Funny that. Strange how that works. Yeah,
1: yeah. I would say really, it's a good thing the north's better off without a link to the south, and that way people just will stay away. <laughs> and that's what they'd like. <laughs> Let's just have an east to west northern link and just ignore the north south bit.
3: I'm good you with know, that. maybe maybe, maybe we should just, like, separate the North away from the South, There's a thought, possibly.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's, if you don't have a, a real link, that's one less way for the English to come in.
0: Yeah, ja- mm. James, I feel like you've come on this podcast with an agenda.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, I do indeed have an agenda, and the agenda is to break up England. Like, that is, that is both my employer's agenda and, happily, one that I think I can get behind, too. I think a good agenda to get behind
2: would be everyone still in the Labour Party deserves to be beaten with stick.
4: I too can get behind that that's good yeah
0: yeah.
4: Um, that includes you the listener by the way You, you too will be beaten with sticks if you're in the Labour Party if you're in the
0: Labour Party and maybe if you're not so don't take the chance
4: yeah and if you're a listener who's not on the Patreon yet you'll be beaten for now with straws flimsy ones but we're moving up in the penalty ranks so yeah, I just want to briefly come back to the fucking Waltham Forest thing because Councillor Louise Mitchell uh responsible for housing and homelessness prevention at Waltham Forest Council. So bang up job
2: you're doing.
3: I'll just read her that is preventing the homeless from I was, existing. I was just going to say
2: like uh, her job her job sounds like it's to put fucking spikes on park benches.
3: Probably yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Establish establish a team from the council who drive around at 6 p.m. every night planting landmines and shop doorways. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I'll just read you in
4: briefs a part of her statement and see if you can work out what the real priorities of Waltham Forest Council are. We work hard to provide accommodations for residents who request assistance. Our preference... Our preference is to house every household locally. However, demand for housing in London far outstrips supply and we regret that it is not always possible to place people in the borough. Alongside our duty to offer accommodation to those in need, we also have a duty to make sure council taxpayer money is being used in a sustainable and reasonable way and we can continue to provide the essential day-to-day services on which all our residents rely.
2: Shove fucking, it up your fucking arsehole, quite I frankly. I fucking
0: love the distinction between what is a public good and the taxpayer, as though those are two things that fuck never the, the twain taxpayer. shall meet. Fuck the taxpayer.
2: The, tax, the taxpayer owes us that money, right? So just, you know what I mean? Everyone just pay your taxes and shut the fuck up about what it gets spent on. Well, bins. <laughs> bins are critical. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Remember when bin men were hard and came every week? <laughs> yeah. But
0: that's, that's the fucking thing though. Like, the, the the 70s, you know, the year that the bin died, or the decade that the bin died, rather, is oh, they held that. up. Yeah, held up as, like, this you know, decade of abyss that never will we return ever. Yeah. When the
3: dead went unburied and the bins went unemptied and at some point we had yeah, to... Yeah,
0: no, this comes up right, this
3: comes up periodically, right? <laughs> and I, you know, I've been sitting on this for a while, but I think it's time I, I spilt the beans here. <laughs> spilt right? the beans
0: about the bins. <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> In the bins. And it's like it's not. It's not that the bins didn't get emptied for a week, and that was the horror of the world. They didn't get like actually. That was a minor annoyance. But what it symbolises—the idea that bin men of all people could come together and defy their betters—that's the fucking problem, yeah. right? That's what actually winds them up. That's the horror they don't want to return to. They even bin men who remember in British society. For those of you who are uh, listeners from abroad. In British society, you don't want to be a bin man is like the kind of shit they say at school or your family. It's considered to yeah, be the yeah. worst profession. Yeah, fuck you, right? Robert
0: Webb, by the way, for being a huge piece of shit and saying shit oh, about that. Yeah. Yes,
3: exactly. Right. But at the same time, it's not just fuck Robert Webb, it's, it's fuck wider British society. Because in British but society. But especially fuck Robert Webb. Mm-hmm. Like, well, like yeah, if I ever mm-hmm. meet that prick. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just mentally picturing that and enjoying that image. Anyway, but like th- th- this is the thing. In British society, there is a status hierarchy and like by general consensus, the lowest position is bin man. Yeah. Right? That is, if you are a bin man, you get no respect. Well, or, that just or a migrant way anyway other people in general. Yeah. Well, okay, actually here's the thing has a job status hierarchy is bin man. Doesn't have a job, it's migrant. Yeah. Essentially, All right, that's fair. Is the way yeah, it works. Yeah. And yeah. That, that's how we do the distinction. Well, you used to not be able to become a migrant. Like, but obviously,
1: now that Pretty Patel can strip you of British citizenship, so long as you've, like, Mm. looked at a map at some point, technically, you could now become a migrant. So it's possible to say that is the case. Yeah, now that London is flooding, you can
3: definitely become a migrant pretty soon. Mm. But so to, 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 to kind of top it off, what they are really complaining about is the idea that these lowest of the low in their eyes could dare come together, defy their betters, self-organize, like this is an upending of the order of heaven in their eyes. And that's what that shit's all about. You know, it's not actually about the fucking bins getting emptied. It's about the people whose society have decided are in charge of carting away our shit. How dare they demand better conditions?
1: Just while we're on that note of like the, the bins being like the lowest thing you could be. I think that's a generational thing because like, I think I can remember like hearing that from my grandparents or something. But like from mm-hmm. my parents and maybe like people around my parents age, it was always working in McDonald's. Was yeah, like yeah, the There's the a low. bit of that too, and then like I can also vividly fucking remember why don't you apply for a job at McDonald's when I was initially looking for a job. So it's like yeah, I know. It's right.
3: yeah. <laughs> what do you know? What that actually means when you say that? Why don't you just apply for a job at McDonald's or something? It's why don't you know your place? Yeah, is what that is. Why don't you just shut up and take it? Yep. You know. Yep. Why don't It'd you get? Fail. You know.
2: Yeah, if you're not prepared to just go like turn up at a bunch of businesses with your CV in hand and magic your way into a job like your fucking granddad did, then why don't you just like fucking <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? Go down I'm the shit to do line? I managed
1: precisely once, and it was my th- D- very same. first job, and only because I lucked into a pub that had just recently sacked someone else.
3: Oh no, I, I misunderstood you. I actually went round shops once with a CV. I did that in my Jesus. life because it was the only way to get into shop. Did I get you anywhere? It was about as fruitful. As... No, absolutely no, I, fucking I didn't not. Think so, right? But yeah. <laughs> You know, but if it, was, if it was a way to shut them up, then you know you do what you have to do, sort of thing, yeah. right?
1: In that job, so. I get paid like four pounds something an hour. What insane shifts was left in charge of a a, a rangers pub? Um, like at Ooh. the age of fucking eighteen, and like there myself Ooh. basically, yeah, not fun, not good. Um Ooh, man. And then I I got I got sacked because um the owner had come into to the pub when he wasn't supposed to, because licensing laws prevent you, the owner from actually coming in and drinking in your own pub in Scotland. He came in, he got steaming, he was in and out of the office all night, and then the next morning the float was down and this was my fault. So I get sacked for a tenor being missing apparently. I think it was an excuse to get rid of me. Or he genuinely did just come in and fucking lift that out. But fuck you Robert. <laughs>
4: yeah Rob ah <laughs> uh, yes my illustrious history as a Scottish pub landlord
2: um, no, a- and ranger's supporter apparently which <laughs> yeah. I think is far worse I'm just I'm just trying to imagine Rob <laughs> running a pub in, in, a, in a place he can't pronounce I bet that went, I bet that went <laughs> over gangbusters
3: with the locals <laughs> genuinely I think if you tossed Rob into like a ranger's pub at like high tide so to speak you would never That's see awesome. him again I'd be alright like you just He's, oh, he's going to do this. He's an orangeman. Oh shit! Yeah. No, that that actually is. Dear God, I we swear no. allegiance to
1: on...
4: King Billy. You people can all get the
3: fuck out. What is this? All right, never mind. then. Never mind. He had a, he had a Teflon defense sphere, and it's gone. <laughs>
4: Yeah, anyway, speaking of people who uh, cart away waste or or indeed do not do so, this was last week, but uh, Southern Water, one of our lovely uh, privatized water companies for efficiency, of course, roughly responsible for Kent, Sussex, Hampshire, and the Isle of Wight, they've been fined £90 million for dropping between 16 and 21 billion litres of raw sewage directly into the oceans and the seas Including
2: protected How did they get arrows. their hands
1: on my mentions
2: <laughs> <laughs> and have they have they paid that fine uh they promise
0: they will, and they promise that it'll come ha- <laughs> oh well, say no <laughs> more about it
2: than I'm satisfied I with mean, that outcome
0: i'm 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 no lawman, but um <laughs> as far as I understand it, you can promise anything
4: yeah, I mean they even promised that they wouldn't uh like yank up uh, water prices to pay for it, but that they would actually pinky promise pay for it themselves. Oh
2: yeah yeah that, yeah that's that's yeah, got profits yeah. isn't it and then then water prices will water prices will go up for an unrelated reason you know like, but they'll uh, I mean they'll pay
4: for it with profits made in previous years so like you the consumer are paying for their bullshit whatever is going on so you know they're just promising not to increase your water prices in the future uh this is like they took the environment agency many years to put this like this case together um, because the company worked against them every single uh, way. The environment agency, by the way, in the last couple of years has had their budget cut from 120 to 40 million. Not you know that holy shit. yeah. Um, not you know that that the environment in the UK is in any way in trouble or anything. Um one of the reasons they thought it would be safe to do those kinds of cuts is from what I understood while reading the stories about this, is I think that water companies are meant to do uh, self-reporting. Uh,
0: inc- yeah, yeah, sounds about right.
4: Including when they commit crimes, so they just have to tell on themselves.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, do my like, joker no, makeup so, before I report myself committing a crime.
1: Unironically, sending the email to the ombudsman and attaching .dot pdf <laughs> No, I mean let's let's be honest.
4: Like there were some people at the Environment Agency who did like stellar fucking very hard work to put this thing together, and you know credit to people in public agencies who do the right thing. So
1: yeah,
3: yeah. But here's what you need to understand about regulation generally, and this is just a, this is not specific to the water companies. This actually happens all over the shop, right? Um, you are like so much of the way our regulation is structured in the UK. And actually, across a lot of Western democracies. Let's be real. There's not someone looking for crimes taking place on on the whole, with rare exceptions, like for example, you know, the Environmental Protection Agency or equivalent. And um, the DWP. Yeah, well, no, hold on there. They're not looking for crimes. Let's be clear on that. Um, yeah, you can unpack that one yourself, listener. <laughs> no, like it, it essentially, um, there's this whole thing where it's like you've got to report your own crimes. It even applies to GDPR and to like data protection, where you're meant to report a breach when you have a breach happen. And um, yeah, there's penalties for not reporting stuff when it happens. And it's, whether it's GDPR, whether it's water or the rest of it, they, they, they have penalties baked in. But it creates a perverse system whereby you only have to report if you're pretty confident you can't get away with it. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's by design. Right.
1: So what you're exactly. saying here is that we need, for all public utilities, a dedicated NKVD.
3: <laughs> well, first of all, David, they need to all be public utilities. I think that's the real fucking problem yeah. here with you know the water companies, right? You know, it what should I mean, be though. nationalized. Like, I, I
4: wanna, I wanna stress also that like for Southern Water in particular, this was not the first time. Before they got caught in this no. one, they'd racked up a hundred and sixty-eight criminal offences and cautions in the years since they went private. So these are. F- mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me just give you a few details of it as well. Um, so like. What did you say, 108? 168. 168, they were all murders, they did. <laughs> <laughs> well, legally speaking, we cannot say whether or not they were aware well, of murders.
3: Well, oh, right, actually, hang on, back up a second, because if they're dumping raw sewage into stuff, then statistically you can actually work out how many human life years the degradation I of the mean, environment yeah, has actually but that's, cost. mean,
1: that's not murder, remember, it's at best manslaughter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we
0: accidentally killed people by dumping all that sewage. So uh, who can say if yeah. it's bad or not? We
1: accidentally killed people by putting fucking flammable cladding on the fucking walls. So yes, um, so- southern water instead of treating the sewage
4: sewage as is actually required by law. Although apparently you're not required to treat it after heavy rainfall. Well, or just after rainfall, then you can just let rip. Apparently that's how <laughs> water legislation works. It's fucking bizarre. <laughs>
1: Sorry, just on rainy Fash Island, you don't have to do work when it rains. Yes,
0: Um, but only, but only if you're the business itself. Not guys. Do you know what that
3: is? I've just realised what that is. Do you know why that rule is in place? It's fantastic. Is it Elf and Safety gone mad? (laughs) <laughs> no it's it's literally your shit doesn't stink when it rains yeah <laughs> that's what it is it's, it's been going oh if it's not been raining everyone will be able to smell it but if it has been raining then that'll keep it out the air so go hog wild that's what that literally is so oh, what my. um
4: so what southern water did is it stored millions of liters of raw sewage in a big wastewater storm tank tanks, usually waited, but not always until it rained, and then, while it was raining, they would just open the storm tanks (laughs) and release everything into the
0: sea. It's not raining, but uh, it is cloudy, that's basically raining, just Yeah, fuck it, open the sluice gates. Uh,
4: Yeah, so, like, after this, Southern covered up their own, like, illegal releases of, again, (laughs) raw sewage um, by manipulating the data of its own self-reporting to the authorities, thereby avoiding more than 90 million worth of penalties. So, the, the, the fine they got now of 90 million isn't actually like an extra fine. It's just a pickup of the fines they should have had over the past years with nothing Amazing. on top.
3: I'm just picturing Christopher Robin walking around next to the sewage tanks going tut, tut, tut. It looks like rain or Winnie the Pooh hastily is filling in and forging the weather documents so he can get rid of their l- lagoons of liquid shit.
0: Wait, Pooh, that's not compliant to the <laughs> provisions that we were required to fulfill. Ah, Now that's you know why sewage. he's called
3: Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> <laughs> it's Winnie
0: the Pooh instead of with a
4: jar of honey. He's got a storm tank full of shit on his head. <laughs> I, I'll, let me just read you a little bit of what it, it looks like when it's in practice. This is from one of the people giving a victim impact statement. Uh, This is just after New Year's Day on January 2016, when one of the plants was pumping raw sewage into the water, and I'm quoting now, it carried on for four or five days. Sanitary towels, condoms, and tissues could be seen in among the mooring lines of our boats. The water was milky white. Jesus Christ. Oh! Was Mr Mr. Blobby involved? <laughs> there was a disgusting and strong smell of sewage, so of course, not only are they just destroying marine habitats, but in the meantime they 've also uh, helped destroy the oyster and shellfish industries in the in that area, which are mm-hmm. you know quite important we 've talked about fishing and coastal towns before at length, so i won 't repeat, but you know we 're just fucking doing this again. And according to one expert who was testifying earlier, it's very possible because the environment agency, the environment agency bizarrely does not do any testing of river water for fecal matter. It just doesn't do that at all. Um, so it's very possible that the scale of illegal sewage discharge in the UK is more than ten times that what the environmental agency currently estimates, because they simply don't want to do the the measurements necessary.
3: Speaking about total shit being sprayed across our environment, Rob, tell us about the Progressive Alliance. Well, don't let me tell you. Uh,
4: I'll let some other tell- people tell you. Um, I have a fine article here. It's from a while ago. and I've, It's been on my uh, open tabs for a while because I hate list. it. It's been on my hit list for a good <laughs> while. Yeah, thank you. Um, because I fucking hate it so much. This is from May 2019? No, 2021. Uh, in The Guardian. And it's by Caroline Lucas, uh, Green MP. Oh. Leila Moran, the loser of the uh, Lib Dem leadership contest. And <laughs> and do not trust this man, Clive Lewis of the Labour Party. who is
3: See now, any listeners who have subscribed to our Patreon and have heard the most recent premium episode are going to have some extra context to this one. So do sign up and go listen. Carry on, Rob. I've just I've rolled my eyes so hard I think I've sprained them. <laughs> uh, just so
4: I I grasp the scale, I only didn't not only read this but I read two additional pieces. There's a Compass, which is a very centrist think think tank, and they made a leaflet called "All You Need to Know About a Progressive Alliance," and as well as a speech <laughs> just in seventy two point font. It's just it's shit. <laughs> Uh, now it's ra- Again. it runs to about eighteen pages, but it is mainly filled with shit. Um, and is it, an, is it an
3: upside down Ron Paul with "It's not happening" written beside it? Because <laughs> that would about sum it up.
4: Um, and I also read a fascinating speech by Clive Lewis to the Social Liberal F- Social Liberal Forum William oh. Beveridge Lecture. The I, I hate I- every oh, single wow. one of those words. <laughs> All right, so I'm just going to start reading <laughs> the article now. All right. Politics is changing rapidly, but too often, parties lag behind the people. The shifting tectonic plates of climate, Brexit, technology, and the politics of identity, both personal... Why the mixture metaphors mm-hmm. there, Jesus Christ. Are we talking
1: about 2012 again? Uh,
4: <laughs> and the politics of identity... David, we never stopped. <laughs> ...both personal and national change everything... In the maelstrom, we can only cling to our values and culture, and what we find remarkable and reassuring is that these are so similar for all of us. What? (laughs) Yes, apparently so. Fucking citation fucking needed on that one. Each of us, each of us wants a society that is much more equal, sustainable, and democratic, and we know we must work across... With the exception of trans trans people, people. sorry, what, what?
1: (laughs) No, hang on, so... So each of us wants a society that is more democratic. Is that what they're saying here?
4: Yes, and equal and sustainable. Okay,
1: uh, right, I'm just going to ask people to just hold that democracy point in your head as
4: we, as we go
3: through this. Yeah. Yes,
4: um, <laughs> and we know we must work across all tribal boundaries to get there. See, tribalism. I fucking hate.
0: <laughs> I fucking hate these clowns who think that the reason why the, the, the James O'Brien take of Uh, I I think he calls it the footballification of politics and it's like, motherfucker. (laughs) Yeah, do you know what it
2: is? (laughs) Just as there can be absolutely no peace with the kind of fucking head-banging dipshits who think that, like, you know what I mean, Uh, Diane Abbott is (laughs) anti-English or some shit, there can also be absolutely no fucking peace with the kind of, like, centrist melt dickhead who thinks that, like, oh, politics was better when, like, people didn't talk about it when everyone just sat around and accepted the the sensible people in charge and everything was good. Do yeah. you know what I mean? No,
3: absolutely no peace. Like, they, this is all about they've had their little hierarchy for a long time, which always got its way. Brexit came along and for the first time in their fucking lives, they didn't get exactly what they wanted. And now they, from their view, this means oh, it's just all tribalism, and you all need to come back to the heel of the sensible adults. Yeah, and just, just you know, the, the idea public shitting their fucking pants for like five years now at this point. But yeah, well, they just can't, can't, can't possibly grasp the implication that politics could, in any way, shape, or form, be a real arena of contest for differing visions of real material, like. Contests, you know, these are the same people. Well, no, because it's, chi- it's childish to have like beliefs and
2: like ideology and stuff. Do you know? No, no, what no, no. You it's can, you childish, childish to not want to You kill go, oh, you, 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 you should beliefs. feed, we should feed all of the hungry children, and they go, well, that that's a nice like fucking dream. Do you want some unicorns with that? Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Impossible <laughs> bullshit. What we should actually do is tax credits and racism. No, but they do. You know what I mean? They fuck every single one of these like pricks. But but what
4: we but what we think hardly matters compared with what people are doing. They know the big dominant parties aren't working, and that no single party has a monopoly on wisdom. And they know, oh really, oh, uh.
2: shove your wisdom up your fucking shithole. Do you know what I mean? wisdom yeah fuck you
4: and they know the tories are given huge advantages before any election campaign even begins and then there's some blah blah about how first past the post is bad i mean it is bad but that's not the reason these um, people are losing. do you know what it
2: is though do you know what it is though any single one of these fucking pricks would like jump at the foot they would push they would push you and everyone you've ever cared about under a bus to get into a fucking coalition with the tories oh yeah oh yeah as much as they piss and fucking moan about, oh, politics isn't a level playing field, oh, first past the pulse and everything, they would absolutely lib dem you for, for like a fucking, the, the tiniest like sliver of power. I mean, the, the amazing thing is like the, the thing they're
4: referencing is a, is a poll uh, done by Compass, which does like show big support for like coalitions and that kind of stuff. But this is the question that Paul asked, and I'll, See if you can work out whether or not this is a fair was, question. Was the question.
2: Was the question they asked, do you fucking, like James O'Brien, think? <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's pretty close. Um The actual question they asked was, do you think that political parties that broadly agree with each other should work together at election time or stand I mean, against each other?
0: What? I mean, broadly God, is broadly. doing pretty oh, much all of geez. the lifting in that fucking question. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Broadly, I mean, like, yeah, well, again,
2: though, it's like, it's just, it's like, oh, they broadly agree with one another because policies are for children. And what you really need is just a sort of vague feeling of good. That's what you should vote for. You shouldn't vote for the Tories because they're the bad guys. They own all the Star Destroyers. You should vote for, like, Labour, even though all of Labour policies are directly stolen from the Tories and they constantly attack them from the right. But you should vote for them
3: because they're the good guys. No, genuinely, like the way this, the way this essentially works, like let's cut a long story short. They're essentially going, listen, all the good parties should be pursuing liberalism. Right and so I, they should all be broadly agreeing with each other that's how it should be, and therefore we insist that it is that way and anyone who's in those parties who isn't adhering to that line is an outlier and someone who's not really representative of their party no true no true scotsman but for liberalism and by contrast, they have to fight the Tories because the Tories are dismantling liberalism to beat the Tories we need to this is because the whole thing about this is they the one thing the pro,
4: the progressive line wants is proportional representation that's all they really want that's their answer to everything to beat the mm-hmm. tories we need to beat the system and that means being smart no, to, working beat, together. to beat the
2: tories to beat the tories we need like a sack full of hammers and like <laughs> 50 <laughs> stout men.
4: yeah and a purge style event where <laughs> none of us will be prosecuted afterwards Ah, fuck it, I'll take the hit. (laughs) (laughs) While we are splintered, the right-wing parties have consolidated, the Tories swallowed the Brexit party, but progressives remain split, competing for the same voters. We divide, they conquer.
1: And yet... The Tories didn't swallow the Brexit party, you fucking morons. You fucking rubes. That's not what happened. Oh, where do they think it
4: came from? And yet, poll after poll shows that there is a progressive majority. We need to shape and win that majority. So I was curious, like, what is then a progressive? Um, this mm-hmm. is from the Clive Lewis Wonder Speech. Uh, who are progressives? Question mark. Can you say
0: yes? This to- is progressive speaking. Can you <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, oh, excellent. Yeah. That's fantastic. Can you say yes
4: <laughs> to the following questions? Are you prepared to challenge economic self- Who in- is John Galt? <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, yes, we, we got it, Alistair's <laughs> oh, God. Are you right. prepared yeah. to challenge
4: economic self-interest in favor of the common good? Do you think that our political problems come from too little democracy, not from too much?
2: Well, I mean, this is this is incredible because like Clive Lewis and none of the other pricks involved don't like don't believe a fucking word of this piss, do they? No, they you don't. You know what I mean? No. Because no. they, they think that like you know they they're not prepared to challenge like economic fucking whatever it was for the sake of the, the greater good and I mean, they this is all they all absolutely believe that the problem is too much democracy if we'd never had yes. that referendum then like yeah. then like tony blair would be fucking like god emperor oh, no, by it's, now
1: it's deeper than that though it's not that there's too much democracy and that we had a referendum there's too much democracy as in you have a pr- plurality yeah, of choice many rather many than one versus exactly. them. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. that's that's the thing. They they don't want you to we vote must, for small parties because we must build thing. the
0: liberalism megazord. <laughs> well, pretty yeah, much like, yes.
1: That is the progressive alliance
4: is
3: the liberal megazord, <laughs> and it's like um like this is they don't believe it either. This is pure propaganda. This is an exercise in selling selfish liberal fuckers on the idea that actually they're virtuous, which is the single most annoying part about everything to do with liberalism, is that it insists that actually it's good that they Mm -hmm. are in favour of starving children. Right. In the yeah.
4: in the coming two by-elections it seems illogical for us to fight each other for votes that just let the Tories through.
0: In the absence It's, it's weird that they've only just decided that this is illogical to do mm, now that yeah. the, the fucking Labour party's <laughs> been led by a different person than it was in the 2019 and 2017 elections. But maybe it's just me picking out interesting like Unnoteworthy points of data. I don't know. In the absence of a deal, in the absence of a deal between Le- Labour
4: and the Liberal Democrats, though, the choice for progressive voters won't be easy. So this is the
0: point the, where there's oh literally God, the, fucking, the, the Lib Dems had a fucking choice of trying to uh, form a coalition with Gordon Brown's Labour, and they didn't. And wasn't wasn't
2: Gordon Brown's wasn't Gordon Brown's Labour like offering like uh,
3: election reform? Yeah, they were. were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah
2: weird how that works isn't it
3: yeah they did, the yeah. joke is they'd have probably done it too yeah. <laughs> It's the bizarre thing like actually done it not none of this av referendum bullshit gordon brown's lot would have probably done it because they did the scottish parliament lot and it was a lot of the same people behind the scenes and if they were dumb enough to do the scottish parliament they'd be dumb enough to do pr Yeah.
0: i mean the less shit the less shit the leadership of the labor party's been the more painfully in good faith everything they've done has been
3: I mean, Gordon Brown was pretty fucking shit.
0: But yeah, I on, mean. And I mean,
4: like, just never fucking forget as well that, like, in the last elections, the Lib Dems pur- purposefully tanked Emma Denko in the Grenfell seat to get w- whatever that fucking ex Tory Sam Gima, that mm-hmm. fucking, to let that fucking prick fucking torpedo. So a Tory, a Tory got back in control of the fucking Grenfell seat, which is just gross beyond
3: all belief it's the whole it's the whole George Carlin thing where it's a big club and you're not in it that is that is their approach to politics mm-hmm. they're in a the big club and you're not
4: negotiations between Labour, the Liberal Democrats and presumably the Greens um, are are so much easier when more seats are in play. So ahead of the next election, we owe it to progressive voters to offer easier choices by negotiating arrangements that increase the chances of progressive candidates winning while also ensuring that all parties are more fairly represented in Westminster. So what they're literally saying is... Westminster. You remember how, like, at five minutes five minutes ago, they were talking about that if you're a progressive, you think there should be more democracy. What they're literally mm-hmm. doing here is like limiting all your choices down to the Tories and whatever whatever oh, com- this cabal of shit has comes up with.
0: Yeah, it's just it's great because um, they are is the exact same. Sort of uh, approach to democracy that you know the, the Labour right has, which is, I mean, would probably describe themselves as liberal as well.
3: Basically, the bread and circus of politics, right? Because what we we're very clear is it's a bunch of limps who all ideologically want to be in lockstep and push for the same things, are trying to sell you on this idea that actually being told how to vote is democratic. And actually, because there's different colours in different parts of the country on the ballot, that means it's really democratic, right? When in reality is, no... They just want you all to shut up and vote for the liberal, so the nice liberal can come back in, fix the Brexit thing that you forced upon them, and just you know get rid of the nasty, bad marketeer Tories. Essentially, mm-hmm. that's it. That's what this actually mm-hmm. yep. is, but, with a lot of propaganda justification then- to convince you that they are not just not just in power, not just that they're the ones in ascendancy. Not just that this is their world order, but that it's right and good. But then bafflingly, mm.
4: when you read the the compass leaflet on what is a progressive alliance, there's the following. A progressive alliance isn't all about standing aside in seats for others or demanding they do so for you. It isn't about top-down deals imposed from behind central closed doors. For this mm. Mm, for this to work, we will need and this is one of my favorite this is this is how you know you're dealing with melts.
0: We won. We won. Will... <laughs> I just, I just want to say, I, I thought, I thought it was the case, and I just googled it, and it is. Compass was. Um, well, Chuck Omona was part yep, of Compass yep, at one yep. point. <laughs> <so that's, laughs> well, I mean, he's been in all the parties except for the Greens. Maybe he's a Green by now. Who knows? Yeah, I think this is one of the first things that he was in. To yeah. be fair.
4: Uh for this to work we will need one agreed tactical voting website so there's no doubt where to campaign oh. and vote tactically this list we need to choose
3: our fact checkers personally
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah it's going to be it's going to be fucking weird when uh, this uh, agreed upon tactical voting website just keeps pulling up lib dems to vote for
4: (laughs) really weird and also i love this like when we don't want this to be top down it should be organic and from the bottom up but also we're going to build a website that tells you how to vote who writes that (laughs) website who has control over it well don't don't worry your pretty little head about
0: that i wonder i wonder i wonder if the people who put that website together are going to be democratically elected yeah
2: Yeah, the website's going to be written by 7 million people across the the country. They're just going to hold a lottery and give everyone a line of code each. (laughs) (laughs) A line of code, all right. (laughs) But then then bafflingly, I mean, there's so many flaws
4: with this, it's like, it's amazing. Bafflingly, in the same compass piece, they write as well, this is not to assume that voters will automatically switch to the best-placed progressive candidates. They will make up their own mind. So... They want to restrict the candidate list down to one progressive, quote-unquote, candidate to face off against the Tories, but then admitting by themselves that, you know, if you don't put up a Labour candidate, if there's only fucking a Lib Dem standing somewhere, like... They seem to assume but also not assume that all the Labour voters will actually turn up and turn out for a Lib Dem or a Green or the Greens will come out for a Labour vote or a, like all that shit. It's just assume that everybody who doesn't vote Tory is just a
3: progressive who wants the nice so, things. I'm gonna bust out I'm gonna bust out video games here, right? So strap in. The game Disco Elysium which is excellent, and yes. I think it qualifies as literature, and at some point I want to do an actual deep dive on it on this podcast when enough yes. time has passed. I think everything um, everything with words and it qualifies as literature, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> I think Disco Elysium's words are particularly literally, let's put it that way. Anyway, um, in it, it, descri- it has different factions that it, in political ideologies, but it comes with its own names for because it's like a, it's meant to be like a parallel of our own world, so that you get to see all the fresh eyes. Yeah, Very it's cool.
0: saying like fake France, isn't it? Is it fake France? Uh, I think yeah, it's fake
3: Estonia, of, yeah. actually. It's, it's kind so, of
1: yeah, it's, it's French coded, but yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. It, it's kind of like fake. It feels like fake Estonia or equivalent kind of country um with like french stuff imported on top but anyway um they call the liberals in it moralists Uh right and moralism is the name of their philosophy and it's pure it is liberalism right and it's very sharply written and the sharpest part of its writing is actually the fact that they call them moralists because the defining factor of liberalism is that they will convince you they are they are absolute conviction that their view of the world and their right to world and their answers for the world are all the morally correct ones. You know, if the sensible adults all get in the room, they'll choose the right outcome. They'll choose the moral outcome. And so, what's happening here? And the reason I raise this is you're saying, you know, they're saying, "Oh, well, the the the, the voters will make their choice." But implicit in this is the voters will make the right choice because the option we're giving them is the morally yes, correct one. Yes, the, the good, the good know, moral photo. Right yeah. Yeah, so the, they will come to the fore because they cannot do otherwise. And to make sure they cannot do other ways will restrict them to a yeah, choice between us. We will eliminate and as best we see.
4: can any democratic choice.
3: And it's an amazing kind of double think they get going on for this because some of them genuinely fucking believe it. Oh shit. yeah, for sure. They genuinely believe it while they act in complete opposition to it. It's very wonderful. It's, like, it's, it's genuinely like just quite astonishing to see that you've got these people whose brains have essentially been rewired to... S- say and communicate and think and deeply believe if you challenge from one thing while well in practice they operate almost like a lizard-like brain response on an entirely different structure when it comes to their personal interpersonal political life There's also there's really quite mm, fascinating. There's
4: also an amazing like sort of dig at the Greens as well, which is amazing. Um as uh-huh. we moved to a general election in the coming years, we all recognize that the Greens worst hit by the electoral system, which is true, I think. Um must be yeah.
0: oh, I mean I mean I think they were worse hit by a Corbyn leadership. Yeah, to be but fair. but let, <laughs> <and> they <laughs> never, they're never going to forgive forgive like, like uh, Yeah, but how
2: how did how did Corbyn get to be leader?
0: Ah, uh, rampant democracy.
4: Yeah. <laughs> we we all recognise that the Greens, worst hit by the electoral system, must be allowed the chance to win some seats if their rising votes are to be used smartly. Underlying all, <laughs> <laughs> underlying all this is
3: the need for Labour to back proportional representation at the September conference. Get it fucking okay. up, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let me let me write. I am a Scottish yeah. Green. Are you I really? am going to cease yeah, and I'm going to say something... which <laughs> You've never mentioned off. it before. <laughs> I know, but i I like to, everyone to know exactly where I'm coming from what my biases are. So, The Greens have a perfectly equal shot at all of the seats that exist under first-past-the-post. And yes, first-past-the-post creates great incumbent advantage for the largest two parties, but it's not absolute. And they've got as much of a shot as the Lib Dems do and as many others do. And the Green Party of England and Wales, and only the Green Party of England and Wales, has managed to get a first-past-the-post seat right? The Scottish Greens do not have any constituency seats in Scotland for for Westminster Parliament or for the Scottish Parliament, right? They've just not never been able to pull it off. And looking at recent election returns, I'm sceptical about when that'll ever come to pass. Meanwhile, in England, they've got Brighton and only Brighton. And from what I can tell, they mainly got Brighton by pouring both their local candidate spend and their national party spend all into that one seat. And that seems to be how they're holding it too i.e. out-competing by virtue of not having the same spending limit as the other parties. Like, the idea that they should be allowed to compete like this is, this it, is a sophistic language. Yeah. They are bad at doing elections. <laughs> like they, 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 they are <laughs> not giving the poo.
1: They are bad at elections.
3: <laughs> they, they, are, they are bad at elections. They don't know how to appeal to enough of the electorate to command a majority. They don't know how to build a coalition. They know how to appeal to an audience that is just large enough to get them some proportional but James, seats, James, but will not be what larger. If we,
4: instead of doing competing politics, we build like a a protected marketplace if you will where we limit it quite strictly <laughs> and then within that tightly controlled marketplace of ideas there is a moral <laughs> green and a bad tory surely then
1: you see um, I love the keynesian the... marketplace of ideas <laughs>
2: the uh, the vibe the vibe i get from this progressive alliance is that they're probably all turf
0: oh f- i mean probably. yeah <laughs> yeah I if you mean, don't have bangs you're not allowed in <laughs>
1: I mean, they're liberals, so it's a safe bet to say that they yeah.
3: are. Yeah, like, the, the, the SWERFs definitely, I'd say for oh, sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean,
0: <laughs> they don't get out bed for anything less than a SWERF. Yeah.
3: But, like, I don't know, it's, it fundamentally it kind of comes down to this. It's like the green approach to campaigning, which I've often tried to criticise and got nowhere with, and again, at me about this if anyone disagrees, is to basically say, we have a position that is right, and our job is to Give people confidence that we can enact this position, and it will make things better.
4: No, no, but they. And it's
3: kind of very interesting when you look at it like that because it's not we need to convert people to seeing the world from a particular ideological basis. It's about we've got the policies that can make the difference. Oh, yeah, they do. And our job is just to give people confidence that these that we can enact these policies, not not convince them that these are the right policies. Just but they've got policies. get them confidence. that Don't we worry can about deliver.
0: The... Let me. Yeah. Um, what is this? I just I just want to say briefly, like. It shows that they like these are the pe- these people hate what you know Corbyn did and who he was so much they refuse to do anything like what he tried to do, which was to actually say here are the things that I stand for but and this that- is why you should yeah, vote for them
1: because that's dangerous yeah. populism. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 Not not Getting people
4: to like you as What is essential is that any alliance is built on values, vision, and the spirit of a new kind of politics. Pol- right.
2: Well, yeah. They couldn't if they couldn't think of a third thing that started with V. No. Why should we
3: <laughs> fucking vote for it? Huh? Why? Why? Like, whenever you hear the phrase "a new kind of politics," just like fucking tune out I, every single time. I mean, and remember, this is written this year, so after Corbyn.
0: I thought. I thought. I thought. I honestly thought you were going to say politi- policy, but you, <laughs> fucking politics, new politics. A, excellent. A politics of failed imagination,
4: little hope, and low effort has got us into this mess. You know, we're not responsible uh, for any of that, uh. naturally.
0: Do you know what? If if they could commit to a policy of, like, whatever you just said, then I could I, I could respect it because it's saying this is a thing that we think should happen rather than just vague, wishy-washy nonsense where you, you could just fill in the blanks of whatever you want. We need a new politics that is in
4: genuine and authentic service to the people because of an abiding belief in the best of people and what they can believe, but what they can achieve, given support. And we mean, did a
2: genie write this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What they what they can achieve given support? That, support. That, that, yeah. that, reading between the lines, there is they're sending tanks into council estates. <laughs> and we,
3: <clears throat> yeah. Oh, well, it's the electoral equivalent of that, isn't it? It's like we will insist that you vote the right way, citizen, by providing you support. And we mean all the people, David. And we mean Can't all, all
4: the people, whether they voted for Brexit or against, against, from town, city, or beyond.
2: Mm, doubt that very much. And also towns, towns. I think, I think their their first act as a progressive alliance in power would be to institute skull measuring before you're allowed to vote.
3: <laughs> well, like their their the whole thing is basically yeah, they are dead serious. We want everyone, regardless of how we voted on Brexit to just do what they're telling. Yeah. So I was kind of baffled
4: because this whole article doesn't mention any of these progressive policies and values that, that are supposed to carry the day. Um, I mean, Rob. There's yeah, it's too much to ask for. I, I, mean,
0: I mean, it's not even that it's too much to ask for. It's just they don't exist. It's, you know, uh, get PR and then, uh, then, then, then the policies, well, then the politics. Question
1: mark, question mark, question mark. Then regulated profit
4: (laughs) So the compass leaflet does say say there are policy areas where there is overlap between Labour, the Lib Dems and the Greens, among which they list climate, inequality, good jobs, care, and democracy. Oh, oh, they want good jobs. I thought they wanted bad jobs. No, not bad jobs, good jobs. But none of these, like, in the leaflet and in Clive Lewis's speech, they just list the problems, but for none of them, they give a solution, because it runs up. (laughs) The problems are bad, but the causes (laughs) are very
2: good. But the central problem is. is, of course,
4: of this whole fucking thing, is the moment you try to talk about any substantive policy-based solution or an idea how to get people good jobs or better democracy or whatever the fuck the moment you do that this whole progressive alliance blows the fuck apart because the liberals the greens and, and labor don't agree on these
3: things do you do you know what's even worse? Right? Can you list that group of things again, please? Um, be, said very uh, There's
4: a long list. I'll give you two. There's one by Clive Lewis and one by Progress.
2: Um, sorry, was Compass. it was it trucking and fucking? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> you, you said uh, you, 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 you,
3: short, right. you, you you gave a short. you gave a list that included uh, you know, good jobs, climate
4: inequality, good jobs, care, and democracy.
3: So do you know what the real problem is? That they're all separated. Yes. The problem is, if you start trying to talk about the structural common factors that lead all these things to be expressions of each other, because those are all connected, I mean, and you and I can all express that capitalism, yeah. unfettered, I mean, yeah, James, and all of its issues. James, we've already, like,
0: we've already established that the causes are very, very good, very so good, I, don't good. Why. Yeah, exactly. I don't know <laughs>
3: But, but th- this is a problem. That's why they'll never be able to agree, because they can't actually begin to talk of, for example, climate and jobs as being related in any way, shape, or form, when they are, you know? Um, and, and that is the more fundamental issue, right? Is is that they do pick and mix policy, basically, rather than actually yeah. looking at well, what well, is I actually mean, required much for, for a, a full bag. course? Clive myself, Clive
4: Lewis yeah. in that in that idiotic speech also mentioned some pressing problems. So these are not the same as the policy overlaps, but these are things that he thinks are important: oh, no. the pandemic, ecological breakdown, AI and automation, uh, survey. So <laughs> Surveillance capitalism and the crisis of democracy, which are all problems, he just doesn't offer any solutions to anyone. This, person. um,
2: this absolutely what is sounds... capitalism? This absolutely sounds like he was writing this at, like, 5am the morning it was due. <laughs> and just desperately clutching at straws, like, oh, fucking, uh, the Terminator, we have to look out for the Terminator.
1: <laughs> is surveillance capitalism having a credit score? Is that what
3: no, that is? Well, no, no, surveillance capitalism actually, is when the Terminator looks at you. <laughs> I, well, so actually no, no no shit. Surveillance capitalism is an actual thing yeah. that people on the left should care about. Like there's a there's a lot to it and it's bigger than we could yeah. get into right here. Oh hang um, on, is
1: this the fucking um the the Bluetooth in the shop shit that tracks you about and yes. stuff? Yeah. Ah yeah. right, like, okay, okay, okay. there's
3: a there's a lot, there's a lot we could talk but about there and we should episode. do a future episode yeah. on it.
1: Yeah, definitely. But, yeah. Okay. but I just haven't heard it called that.
3: What strikes you from that list is that's all things that middle class bougie twats would care about. But to be fair, I also care about
1: the climate and ecological
3: breakdown if I'm fairly honest with you. Exactly. Did I, did I stutter? <laughs> fair enough. I had that coming. That's correct. <laughs>
0: yeah, Sit back down. <laughs> sorry, Rob,
2: but you popped right into no, that no, one. No, Sit back down correct.
0: on your fucking throne.
1: <laughs>
4: right. I'm fucking DMing Riley and doing a fucking plating
3: show. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely no but but for real right okay obviously obviously we all care about the climate catastrophe because it's fucking like it does affect all of us but look at the rest of the items on that (laughs) list right (laughs) i do
2: live with
4: climate
3: but like Uh, this is the thing like the rest yeah
2: it is i wish i wish i was on the beach right now but specifically that one beach that makes you old
0: (laughs) what's it is that so you can reach the, the cold embrace of the void quicker? Not
4: the shit-covered yeah. beach in Kent, are you sure?
1: If I could be can on I... any beach, it would be Omaha Beach in 1945.
2: 44. <laughs> <'44. laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. Hey, David, um, I, I, which side? Just the year after the war, just there, like, picking up fucking scrap metal. <laughs> just just kicking <laughs> bits
1: of ammunition that look like they haven't gone off yet. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> but then bafflingly you read the compass leaflet again and what they then go on to say is what matters most is not policy or definitions but be- oh, what? but behaviours what sets progressive oh, what sets progressive oh. alliance politics apart is the culture of tolerance and respect for others oh,
0: regardless of party these pe- these, these fuckers <laughs> have never heard of like the paradox of tolerance. Haven't yeah.
2: There? When they say, when they say like a culture of tolerance, what they mean is they want, it, they want all the minorities to stop shouting at the racists. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, it's there's too much shouting. And it's like, on one side, you've got people shouting the N-word. And then on the other side, you've got people saying, hey, don't do that, please. Just give
4: JK Rowling a weekly anti-trans column in the Times. And then we'll have an open and tolerant society. This is the fucking, this is the uh, spiked online model. This is free speech yeah, well,
3: above all. That's what that is. It's the, is the, is the problems and solution thing again, right? Because on one hand, the problems, racism, are very, very bad. But on the other hand the actual causes of these problems you know the structural status inequalities that liberals benefit from are very very fucking good and so the solution is to basically go well yeah racism's bad but we're not going to do anything about it so pipe down
2: no because as far as they're concerned racism is when you say the bad words and only when you say the bad words
1: yeah Whoa, nothing that actually changes one. status listen listen black people have an entire month for their history <laughs> oh.
0: huh yeah, i am a big fan of uh, Bob villains. Uh, we live here as well. We
4: all we all come from one tribe or another, labor, green, liberal, for many different reasons,
2: but only as open, but only <laughs> that, as open- I mean that everyone's everyone's annoyed at that sentence, but it was it started out so much worse because like I'm glad it continued after one tribe. because I thought they were just we all come from one tribe, and then I was like straight in the yeah. car with a fucking bat. <laughs> But only as
4: open tribes, retaining our identities while working everywhere together for the common good, can
0: we hope to create a new and good society? I mean, there's, there's a very immediate question, it's like, who's common good? <laughs> like, there's just this eschewing any no, sort said of... It, the like,
1: common good. The common good, like, That yeah. automatically, obviously includes you. Yeah,
4: you're good too. And also the good society. I mean, James, that's what you were on. This is the moral society because that's a a moral word. Good is, you know, that's the moral society. Um, We are thinking, campaigning, and building together. And where we disagree, it is done with respect in
0: a spirit of learning. Well, I mean, there's what. I mean, to be honest, like, you get to a point where you're like, okay, I disagree with this person. You ask yourself why do I disagree with them? And it's because they have fundamental material opposition to my personal like to ability to exist. Yeah, whenever you <laughs> see
2: whenever you see anyone like talking about like, oh well, it's fine to disagree politically, but you have to do it with respect. Oh, I can't imagine like not having friends with of different political persuasions. That person is an absolute fucking weapon who is completely insulated <laughs> from the consequences of like modern politics. It's do you know fucking what I mean? bad it's enough like... that
0: my it's fucking bad enough that my parents are like Tory as Tory gets and like, I can't choose family, but friends, you can.
2: Yeah. I've got a life hack for you. You can choose family. <laughs> you can. Yeah. It is true. No lies spoken.
4: We see the direction our society is heading, and we know there is a better way. We don't have the luxury of time to get there. So if. And bear that phrase in mind because there's a list there's a to <laughs> to do list coming. Um so if oh, if oh, no. old Love getting homework if old style <laughs> tribal leaders refuse to change, then we will respectfully work around them. And this was this was written
2: this year, wasn't it May
4: 29 of this year. Because right. it definitely so sounds old like tri- tribal
1: leaders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they come mean, they together. We'll go around them. That's some fucking British Empire shit. Yes. What they, do you know what what right, they mean?
3: What they mean by old school tribal leaders is Jeremy Cromlin. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Do you know what I've been hearing? Like Rob listed the parties earlier. You know the different tribes, right? Labour tribe you know, Lib Dem tribe you know, Green Tribe. Everyone lived in peace until the Jeremy Corbyn nation attacked, basically. <laughs> it's like fucking
0: Gandhi and Civ.
3: <laughs> Is this just Disco
1: Elysium again? It's just, oh, it here's the moral in turn here to quell the uprising. Be- be- yeah. because- the uprising being people trying to like express vague platitudes through a shitty vote and a shitty system for a probably shitty party.
4: Because this latent progressive majority in our society just needs to be unlocked,
2: quiet, bad people just needs to be unlocked. Yeah, do you know what I mean. What what achievement do we have to like grind to <laughs> unlock it? Do we have well, to do it's, like it's, ten thousand racism? You have to do ten thousand
4: open mind quests. You have to talk. It's like Jess Phillips. You have to knock on twenty five thousand Tory doors, and then your mind is
3: so open. That you will unlock the moral majority. It's it right? It's total garbage because what we're actually talking about is you, we need to you lock away. Do not say all the. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, I know I'm repeating myself this episode, but when don't I? Right. The, the like thing that just, we need
1: to unlock is the chastity cage that Clive Lewis finds him in. <laughs> that's 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 all <laughs> this that is. Yeah, that's it. I can't believe you, he, you of just all people come.
2: is doing horny on the pod. On each yeah, show. just like. I, it's, this is just for critical us. support for it, though, mate. You know what I
1: mean? Yeah. Welcome to the club. I mean... The
3: heart wants what the heart wants. <laughs> it's yeah, the heart you, could, of... you could have picked a better target than Clive Lewis, but we'll, we'll, you know, we'll stand it critically. Yeah. Look,
0: the the heart of comedy is the subversion of expectations. So. Correct. And I've managed to fuck that up as well.
1: So
3: you're welcome.
0: <laughs> There's no subversion there, though. No. All right.
3: The heart of comedy is when you explain what the heart <laughs> of comedy is clearly.
0: <laughs>
2: The
1: heart of comedy is listening to different podcasts. The
3: heart of comedy is, is
4: journeying up the river of pro- progressive I'd, alliances.
2: I'd very strongly disagree with the idea of listening to any podcasts, let alone different ones.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think we should one. Yeah. I think we should all engage in a great podcast alliance, right? Where we stand <laughs> down all the other podcasts apart from podcasting as practice. Yes. And everyone should listen to and donate to this one.
0: Yeah, we just we just subsume Chapo, TF, exactly, uh, Realpolitik,
3: because we all want the same thing, which is to
2: entertain our (laughs) listeners, right? Which which was the podcast? (laughs) Which was the podcast that made the movie about like the apartment being haunted by Jeffrey Epstein's ghost or whatever?
3: Red scare. Oh, red scare. Right. Yeah, everyone, no, can I just say Red Scare should definitely be stood down with prejudice?
4: <laughs> anyway, so that's the end of the article, but, but uh, the Compass group fortunately has a to do list for us uh, to, to get engaged with. Well, not for us, because, you know, this
2: is all grassroots. <sighs> this is a real fucking roller coaster of emotions, this, and that's the end of the article. But there's more. Yeah, there is. <laughs> there is a huge
4: amount to do. And I'll read you some of the key steps. Building trust between party leaders, MPs and activists. Caroline Lucas, Leila Moran and Clive Lewis are showing the way. We No they're not. Again, no, they're,
3: sorry, no none of us figures are doing that.
4: They we must also build trust at the local and regional levels. Again, this is I mean not I, I mean come must on. Must stress this is not a top-down project.
0: This is grassroots. these, these- these guys of of all people, these guys know how huge of a cunt like, every single <laughs> MP in Parliament
4: is. Um, we must identify what a fair and effective target seats are and securing the best means by which to win them. Alright, just
2: we'll just do that. Work up a sorry, a fair and effective yep, number of yep. target seats. So we don't want to win too much because that would that would be unfair. You know what I mean? Mm. If we if we had too much power.
0: It's like no but that's the fucking Lib Dem dream isn't it even in their like wildest wildest political fantasies they're like the, this, they're the, the junior the minority, yeah. minority party yeah. in, the,
4: in the well I mean in the compass thing I, I didn't bring it up because it's too boring a number wank but they had like some poll prof crunch the numbers and it's like if we do the best possible oh well
2: surely if they had a poll prof do something surely that was worth <laughs> our time <laughs>
4: But I think even in their example, if I remember it correctly, so like if all the dominoes fall completely correct, then it's still like 10 seats between the Tories and the Progressive Alliance. So like there's no guarantee that it would even fucking
0: work. Well, with numbers like that, how can you argue? (laughs) Uh,
4: We must work up a broad policy agenda for a Progressive Alliance and build public backing for it dust hands Like, this. like the, the policies, yeah, exactly.
0: The policies, they'll just come later, you know, naturally because there'll be no disagreements whatsoever over who's interests, like where.
2: The important thing is that we bring balance to the <laughs> <laughs> Um We must help councils uh,
4: help councils form alliances and develop progressive alliance administrations
0: not least in london yeah, what we next need is years.
2: what we need is the warsaw pact but for councils <laughs>
0: yeah. i mean what they need to <laughs> you do know, is help the fucking every single like labour councillor into early fucking mm. retirement imagine
4: like if you if you're that family being evicted in waltham forest right but this time you're not being evicted by a labour council but by a progressive alliance council wouldn't you feel just like much better about that <laughs> Yeah, the fucking
0: eviction notice is served on, like, a rainbow-coloured paper. Yeah, exactly.
3: <sighs> yeah, and, like, you know, it, let's, let's even take that at face value just sort the shits and giggles, <laughs> right? Like, can you imagine? Like, we're basically saying, oh, we need a progressive alliance of councils. What, you mean you want to gather together regional authorities to come up with some kind of cooperative structure that sits above them and helps them coordinate their efforts and maybe share resources and know-how and and funding. And basically, you want to create a fucking shadow government out of regional councils (laughs) to oppose the actual government. I am convinced,
1: as a member of the Revishall CLP, this can only lead to good things. <laughs> well,
2: yeah, they, what what these pricks want, they don't want to like win the like win control of the government because we've got control of a government at home. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> and also, this is the final bit on their to-do list. Also, an easy tick, like a quick get, so we can all feel good about ourselves. Est- oh,
0: we all love an easy win, don't we?
4: Establish the benefits of collaborative politics in the minds of the media, that first, and hearts and hopes of the country. Uh. So let's just, you know...
3: That's really telling. Yes. The media thinks about things, but the average person just feels Has and vibes. by, yeah. you know, reckons and vibes, yeah.
0: And also the assumption that, like, the the media will be cooperative with whatever the fuck this shit is. If well, also,
3: the imp- also the implicit assumption it will just roll downhill naturally from there. Like yeah. you give it to the media and the media manu- manuf- manuf- manu- manufacture consent. No, surely Maybe? not.
1: That's, I've never heard of that before. No, 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 because what you'll find is that the media, right, they're all private, mm-hmm. so they're at the behest of the marketplace of ideas. And if they don't provide the right ideas for progressive people to, to take on and they'll just simply not buy the papers. Yeah, but this That's is a Keynesian
4: marketplace of Yeah, ideas.
3: strangely, hang on hang on, sorry, what's interesting about that logic, David, is if you then apply that to a whole electoral alliance principle like, uh, strangely, we don't seem to be countenancing that people might just not show up to vote, or perhaps they no. are <laughs> That's
1: really weird. God hang damn. on, can we think of any like recent examples of when something like that could have happened? How about um... Um, No, I can't oh, well, let's see. What happens when you take a choice away from voting how about um, uh, Hartlepool um, when you provide them with a shit-tier candidate for the party that's supposed to be, like, actually good and people just don't turn up to Ooh, vote?
4: Oh, I can't... Mm, I'm struggling, David. I can't I work mean, out
1: what happens then.
0: Wasn't there that yeah, other uh, thing? Wasn't there that, that thing with the, the, the like, local councils and...
4: Yeah, somewhere earlier this year. Yeah, that
0: that, that went well, I believe. I mean... Oh, my God, I got that right
4: I, I, I just... I can't begin to stress... I, how much I hate this shit, not just because it's ideologically incoherent, it's practically stupid, it's just empty words for people, you know, for James O'Brien to have a little stiffy over under his desk. It's just fucking garbage. The worst thing about all of this is is that, like, the soft, melty left who were never really on board with the project anyway, they'll all get sidetracked in this stupid fucking cul-de-sac of the progressive alliance and, you know, electoral reform. You keep fucking hearing this bullshit again and again and again because it's all just technocratic bullshit fixes to structural problems and it's just all this shit just drains the energy out of the room and it's just it's so fucking awful it's yeah do you know why do you know why you really hate it Rob? (laughs) it's because i'm not a fan of the uh i I want a pure marketplace
3: of idea there's no gold gulch in the progressive alliance (laughs) no it's it's that this isn't politics like Jamie was saying, oh, we're doing a politics episode. Truth is, none of what's been discussed tonight has anything to do with politics. It's not really politics. It's an elaborate propaganda exercise to obscure the fact that there aren't politics are not allowed, and that's Says what everyone was politics. told. Yeah, right. <laughs> there's no there's no actual political contest taking place here. You know, it's just the liberals are back on charge and they're trying to, like, get things back on an even keel just the way they want them. There was actual politics for a little moment. You saw it from, like, 2017 onwards. And none of this shit, none of this qualifies, Yeah, you know? At the national level, there's no real politics taking And also, place.
4: We, we talked about it a bit in our premium episode about Cocktail. Like, you remember when there was the whole progressive alliance that was going to stop <laughs> Brexit, you know, and Kent Clark was going to be... PM and, you know, it was like the Lib Dems mm. and the Greens are like, yeah, we can really do this. But not with Jeremy Corbyn. It has to be us. There was the whole bullshit about, like, it must be an all-female cabinet led by Anna Soubry or some fucking bullshit as well. Like, that's all that the shit is. It's just, you know, let's all be nice to each other. That's like the fucking... Um the Armando Iannucci, the new podcast he's doing for the new Statesman. Uh, Uh, You know, that's this shit. That's what this is. It's just so these cunts and some prick from Compass. (laughs) So so some prick from Compass can come on there and say, oh, we must do you know, electoral reform and then fucking Ian Nucci, who's had his mind melted and his all his edges sanded off by Brexit, can sit there and go, Mm, yeah, that would be nice, wouldn't it? Isn't it nice to be I just
0: nice? Want to say, I just want to say, I'm so glad Chris Morris is on fucking Twitter because I feel like his brain would have been warped and melted and yeah. turned into part of shit. Because, like, I I'll, I'll watched, like, a, a two-minute excerpt from Peter Geddon earlier and it still fucking slaps. <laughs> mm.
4: Speaking of things that slap, shall we do a little bit of comment or commentary to close out this episode? Jamie's
0: relief is palpable. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
4: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Round one. You understand the importance of rural communities and the red tape local businesses have to navigate, the same as large conglomerates. And you'll think of simpler ways you can change your habits, which can help us care for the countryside, so that future inhabitants, future generations, still have a countryside. Well done, Jeremy Clarkson, and thank you from the bees <laughs> and insects across, uh, enjoying the rewilding in wheelchair. You've done a great job. Comment,
0: ongoing commentary.
1: <laughs> I'm going to say uh, commentary.
2: Yeah, <laughs> something. It's it's one of those pricks. You know what I mean. Uh, It's
4: Commentariat. This is Annabelle Sanderson writing a a glowing review about that stupid Jeremy Clarkson farm show in the Daily Express. When three Black England players, including national treasure Marcus Rashford, were sent racist messages on social media, mercifully few in number and many from overseas, it was front page news for days. The Twitterati spoke of little else. Politicians mm-hmm. clambered over each other.
0: Oh, uh, it's um, politicians,
4: fucking cla- fucking po- Politicians clambered over one another to wi- Brendan. It's Brendan, Brendan it? yeah. No, Brendan, I do, you want to see where this goes?
2: Ring the bell shaped like a giant cranium. It's Brendan time. <laughs>
4: <laughs> politicians no. clambered over one another to wave the hastily written condemnations under the public poly- to under the oh, public's nose. Brendan. And yet, these same people are stum about the far more intense and violent-tinged maligning of one-time national treasure J.K. Rowling.
2: It's Brendan. It, yeah. it is and Brendan. Just, it's, it's so obviously I, Brendan. I... I, I Sat with bated breath to hear who was the victim of the real racisms at the end of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cannot believe it was J.K. Rowling. Fucking hell. yeah! No, I was
3: sitting. I was sitting there going. I, I'm. I was sitting there going. Right, it's one of two people here. It's J.K. Rowling or it's um fucking some weird defense piece. Uh, in I mean, about.
2: really, it could have been anyone up to and including fucking Hitler. Couldn't it really? <laughs> <laughs> Has the world ever been more racist towards an individual person than they
3: have towards Hitler? <laughs> Bren- I honestly, Brendan O'Neill for I, I spiked. I genuinely <laughs> thought it might be a spiked article about Dominic Cummings, <laughs> about how he was the hard done by one. Oh, but he, he's got critical support for Comrade Brittany, so he's good now.
0: Yeah, that's true. And The
2: Undertaker, uh, so... Uh, yeah, and The Undertaker. <laughs> I'd forgotten about that.
4: <laughs> there used to be a time when it was difficult to get into the police... You had to prove you had the potential <laughs> to be the best, but they've totally. You had to prove to Sting that you wouldn't. <laughs> c- <laughs> <laughs> but they've totally watered down the entry requirements in order to be inclusive, and the results speak for themselves.
2: <sighs> Remember um, when the policemen were hard. His <laughs> comment.
0: Yeah, that's out that, Yeah, I'm going to go comment on that one, actually. Uh, I'm going to set
2: commentary
1: up yeah, because is why that not? Milo Edwards as Brendan O'Neill for Spain? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, comment. Yeah, that is a comment. It came from the Daily Mail this time. Um,
4: about from on a well, we're we're on point on tonight. A baffling article by Richard Littlejohn who f- saw a photo of police, oh, Jesus. of a police officer don't, standing don't outside. Don't fucking remind
2: me. Don't remind me of Richard Littlejohn's existence without a run up, please. <laughs> I, I ate just well, before you... we started recording.
0: Well, you did get around. You got a whole uh, comment on one of his articles. But he wrote like a 500-word article. He saw a picture of a police
3: officer, a article. fat police was, officer standing. Was he mad?
2: Was he mad about the gays? No, he was
4: mad that the police officer standing outside Downing Street was not um, had didn't have a very low BMI. Let's put it that way. That he was upset that he thought all the, all the police officers should be trim and slim. So, so they can rip their trousers off and play.
2: Dumb well, like I guess that's. Amazon. I guess that's personal growth then cuz you know what I mean. Yeah. I can remember when like every Richard Littlejohn comp like uh like fucking column was about the pink mafia and their insidious fucking influence on on like british councils or whatever. Oh <laughs> you can't you can't like you, you get arrested these days for hitting like people with your car and that's just because of the pink mafia or some fucking deranged <laughs> shit. <laughs>
4: If an alien came from outer space, they would come to the conclusion that the UK population was Afro-Caribbean after watching TV for a minute or two, or trying to oh, order some... Whoa, and fuck
2: yourself and your entire family, whoever this is.
4: After watching TV for a minute or two, or trying to order some shirts on a supermarket website, as the Oh, fuck t- off! I'm-
0: I'm a little baby and I get very upset when I'm reminded that there are people that aren't white in this country. Asda, Tesco, m
4: practically all bottles were, how can I put it without being censored, not of white Christian heritage. Oh, what? fuck off! Christ- white
3: <laughs> Christian? Oh my god, holy shit! Just casual anti-Semitism as he goes as well. Amazing. Keep going. No, that's it.
1: Oh right. Okay. This is either a comment or conservative women. It's one of the two.
0: <laughs> yeah. It, it, um. I'm going to stare directly into the void. This is commentariat. <laughs> is this Richard Littlejohn? <laughs> <laughs> I'm
3: gonna. I'm gonna cling. Oh, to is Gary gonna is gonna Gary abandon... Bushell working again? <laughs> <laughs> Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna abandon Alistair to the void here, and I'm gonna cling to the hope that this is comment. Well, David, you're right. It's the best of both worlds. It's a comment on conservative
4: woman. <laughs> <laughs> <I've not seen. laughs> All right, last. Uh. <sighs> last round I am old enough to remember when the council used to come around and clear street drains with a powerful vacuum attached to a tank you oh, f- f- fuck me the size of this vacuum
0: you would not believe <laughs> fuck me a this, vacuum that could me. vacuum god is this going
2: to be like is this going to be like floods are actually caused by the EU regulation on hoovers is that where this is going
0: <laughs> clear powered hoover
2: <laughs> floods are god's punishment for EU regulations <laughs>
4: Flooding did happen, although not on the scale today. Oh, no. These surfaces have almost disappeared, and one must ask the question, why, hey, in all caps, misuse of funds, <laughs> Where <did> they go?
3: <laughs> I just picture you, on their knees, screaming to the heavens, why, God, why have you forsaken <laughs> nuclear-powered us?
4: Nuclear-powered hoovers, where are my nuclear-powered water hoovers with big lorry tanks?
2: <laughs> this is fucking amazing. There's this is like, get... oh, we see, we see this, the street cleaning truck less often these days. <laughs> could it be due to decades of underfunding of council <laughs> services? No, it's because of the gays. <laughs>
1: yeah. No, it's not because of the gaze, It's because the street cleaning vacuum is now gays. It's
2: not, it's not a street
4: cleaning vacuum. It's a powerful <laughs> vacuum to, to clean up uh, floods. Again, a
0: vacuum that could vacuum God <laughs> himself. Failers. Who's <laughs> 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 <It's> the us <mongous. laughs> Comment.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, we're I doing that. Um, yeah.
3: Commentariat. I'm gonna go That's wild. oh <laughs> i Oh, I'm, I'm abstaining. <laughs>
2: All right. well, I think the public have had enough of comment or commentariat. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah, you know what? Comment and commentariat should join forces and decide which question of each round should be comment or should be commentariat. None of us competing.
2: Yeah, we should have a more, commentariat. more progressive comment or commentariat where it's all just like fucking headbangers from the Green Party of England and Wales.
0: <laughs> Listener, you should
1: write sometimes in some I include of- the Guardian. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
4: ouch. yeah, uh, yeah, that was a comment, and it came from the BUC website. Brilliant excellent what was the article uh, it was to do with the flooding in London
0: <laughs> it's not going to go off on one about hoovers that's excellent. disappointingly pedestrian to be honest like <laughs> yeah. something, I mean,
2: something like completely wild <laughs> remember remember when the comments
0: were odd <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah and they came around every week <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: dear We'll call it quits there then shall we Yeah. Check us out on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash PraxisCast It is a fiver a month You will get at minimum one bonus episode Like we said we've released our second one now With Wario Tifo or Grint uh, from Real Politic, Talking about cuttig and all the joys contained therein And we have another one which will be coming out quite shortly Within the next couple of weeks and yeah, stay tuned for more news on that one. And I suppose buy you also get you also get
2: Discord access. Yeah, you can join us in the Slam duck Zone. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. You can you you get the power to directly at me, um, and then <laughs> be ignored.
2: There's just more channels
4: for you to be ignored. Yes.
0: Yeah, join 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 the Patreon to find out delicious Italian cuisine <laughs> recipes from Jamie. Yes. Yeah.
4: And also buy T-shirts. Another tap from our. Practice car store. We'll put a link in show notes, and we will see you all next week. Bye bye, everybody. Cheerio. Cheers. Bye. See yeah. ya. Outro music, plays. La-dee-da. All right. That was pretty good.
1: <sighs> Outro music, please, you see.
4: Yeah, something like that.